I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. If you remember a few episodes ago, Jordan was like, and then I think maybe we'll do the hallway too. And I was like, huh, okay. And now we are on the episode about starting the hallway project. This is surprising to me, kind of, because as soon as we stopped recording that podcast, you were like, tell me about the hallway. Usually you're not like proactively saying tell me about this really hard thing you want to do <laughs> that is true normally i'm not but there is quite literally nothing else to do uh, <laughs> so might as well do some crazy shit to the hallway so i will post the inspo pic that i found on pinterest um in the show notes for people to look at but basically a while ago i was looking on pinterest to see if we could fix the aesthetic of our hallway just being like long and narrow cavish yeah because it's possibly the longest most narrow room i've ever seen in my entire life wow yeah ever possibly wow have you seen a longer narrower room yeah i feel like some hallways like Thinking of a few conferences I've been to, there's some convention centers that just have, like, really narrow hallways, especially, like, mm-hmm. lower floor, like, basement hallways, basements of, like, venues, like, in and out of the green room are pretty long and narrow. But we don't live in a basement and don't want it to look like we live in a basement. <laughs> that is true. Which is important to say, because there are many basement apartments in many cities. True. That's ours, just not our situation. Ours is not that. Um, I, I guess maybe it's the longest I've seen of, like, a residential. The things I named are, like, business, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah. You can definitely tell that our hallway is the function of apartments being cut up and this apartment needing to have a door to the outside, <laughs> but also being at the back of the building, you know? It is kind of funny. It is as if someone just tunneled. Yeah. So I was looking on Pinterest at things that people do with long hallways, and I found this inspo pic that I will, again, put in the show notes, that is, I keep calling it a chair rail, but it's not actually a chair rail because the function of a chair rail is to prevent chairs from hitting the wall, so like that's the height they're at. Right. But it is a piece of lumber that extends across the wall and has hooks on it, so it's more at like shoulder height. I would say chest height. Yeah, maybe shoulder. And below the not chair chair rail is <laughs> painted and above it is wallpapered. And I don't think any of the colors were in any way my inspiration, but definitely the setup was. Yeah, I don't remember the colors too distinctly. I more remember the wood more distinctly. Mm. And... I don't know if this is entirely going to fix the tunnely problem, but I think it will add more visual interest and it will chop the walls up a little bit. And so hopefully it'll just be slightly more interesting to be in there. Yeah, we can't make it not a tunnel, but maybe we can make it like one of those cool modern art museum tunnel installations, you know, <laughs> where you walk through and you're like, whoa, as you 
take it all in. Yeah. That's the goal. And oddly, we've kind of been spending a lot of time in there, which we don't usually. It's mostly just a pass-through for us. But it's now where anything that comes in from the outside is sanitized Mm. before we bring it in. So we spend a lot of time standing there. That is true. It has gone up percentage-wise in use (laughs) greatly. That said, so it has every other square inch of the apartment. (laughs) That's true. It is now usable square footage in a way it was not previously. Yeah. So... This was actually partially inspired also by wallpapering the other hallway that we have, which is more of like a hall box, I would say. Oh, or a boxway. A box hall? Yeah. Yeah, I like, like boxway a lot, actually. Um, because I enjoy having the wallpaper there, and like we mentioned in the episode where we talked about that, it was really hard. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard. And I needed some distance from that project for sure, but I always had in the back of my mind that maybe it would be cool to wallpaper the other hallway, except it would be pretty expensive to wallpaper the other hallway because it's really long and there's a lot of wall. Hmm. So I think this is also a way to get wallpaper in the other hallway without in like crazy expense because we're only basically doing half of it. Right. I wonder how... I don't, yeah, I guess... This project, the Boxway project, will have been more expensive than what we're about to undertake. We will have spent more on wallpaper, I think. Right, that's what I mean. Probably without all the lumber and stuff, which we're getting to, it'll be... Pretty on par, I would say. Hmm. I said it also depends on the wallpaper we use. True. So we ordered 10 paper samples. 10 paper was the product that we used in the Boxway. Um, and it's the peel and stick removable wallpaper, which we liked more than the pre-pasted removable wallpaper. Yeah, because the pre-pasted felt like it, well, I guess I've never done wallpaper, but it felt like doing wallpaper. Right. But not. Um. Maybe a step or two easier, but still the basic process, whereas the temp paper is like a giant sticker. Which we really liked working with. Yeah. So we... Got some samples from them. We didn't want to use the same pattern. No. I didn't even consider using the same pattern, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's weird. Is that weird? No. I mean, I think we could have, and it would have been, like, the fun visual effect of, like... Repetition. Yeah. But I think my bringing... My, like, vision bringing to this project... I don't know if that sentence made any sense. <laughs> my, <laughs> my vision bringing... Um, my vision was to really just have some fun with it. I think we got some pretty wild designs. Like, we really just <laughs> got whatever felt good. Um, and we sent Venaria down. But I wanted to kind of, yeah, bring that attitude to it. It's just like a fun quarantine project. Like, get some shit, see what happens. You very much, I think you came in with more enthusiasm for this project than you had for the initial wallpapering. Um, maybe you were emboldened by that project, but I remember when you bought the samples for my birthday for the other wallpaper project, you were a little bit like, I don't know if any of this is going to work. And this time you were like, do you want to get the one with the monkeys on it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was two cans, first of all. <laughs> and it was decidedly cool. And I'm not bitter about it. Um, yeah, well, I, I think maybe, I don't know if I was emboldened, but I think after doing the boxway, I have a pretty clear sense of how it'll look and how it'll come together like step by step the process of it when we were doing the boxway 
I knew we could get the little samples, but I was having a hard time, like, envisioning, not, maybe not envisioning the pattern all out, but, like, envisioning putting the pattern together, and then it turned out it was really, like, pretty fine, especially, we talked about it in that episode, because it was wavy, it gave us some, like, cheat space. Yeah. Um, but the first time doing it, I was like, this seems like it's gonna be real fucking hard. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it was kind of real fucking hard, but the actual pattern uh, piece of it wasn't the hardest part. And so with that knowledge, I'd kind of be like, oh, like, let's do it. Let's go for it. I also think with this project, there are far fewer doors. Everything is much more (laughs) like solid. And doing only half the wall allows us, you don't have to control like a 10 foot long piece of paper, you know, and I think that that's going to also help us out a lot. Yeah, that was the wildest part of the box. Yeah. Because you'd be, like, trying to go around your fucking second door, and half the <laughs> sticker paper would be, like, on your skull. Is <laughs> the time. Yeah. So, the samples we got from Tem Paper, we got three different colorways of a metallic floral. Mm-hmm. All of these will be in the show notes as well, obviously. And I was obviously going for, like, the charcoal and the navy, and you were really for the white. Yeah, I thought it would pop. Like I said, my vision is, like, museum hallway that just sucks you in. So I wanted some pretty bright, maybe not bright colors. I mean, the white is bright, but I wanted something that's really eye-catching. And I think the darker colors turned out, as you all will see in the show notes, turned out to be really still pretty eye-catching. Um, yeah, I was pretty, I was feeling the white. It felt like a kind of fun aesthetic to really be like, boom. And then it also, I felt my brighten up things a little bit because it could have that cave effect. I was like, oh, maybe if we bring like a really bright white or a bright color in, it will lighten it up. I was going to say warm it up, but warm tone isn't really the same thing as like brightness, you know? Yeah. So. Right now it's the same taupe as the living room. Correct. Yeah, which is, we're hoping to keep that color. Uh, We don't want to repaint the hallway, is the current vision of things. Um, (laughs) And then we got two, like, dark, moody florals, and I think when I put the show notes up, people will understand what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a pretty, um, when you look up pictures of wallpaper, it's a pretty prevalent one. In fact, we need to search moody floral wallpaper you could probably find exactly what we found yeah and those were probably nice for someone else's project but it wasn't really doing what we were trying to do in the space i don't think yeah i know it's also i the the high like graphic really textured ones are always like just a little much you know is that the ones you're referring to yeah yeah it's just like it feels like it would be really cool. Maybe, it, I think in certain spaces it would. But something about, like, all that texture at once, it feels like walking through, a, like, a Adobe Illustrator file, you know, like, stepping into that. And that, <laughs> while it would be a very surreal experience, is not necessarily the experience I'm trying to cur- curate in the hallway. And then we got sort of, like, a cloudy like dye floating on water sort of pattern yeah or at least that's kind of how i imagined it i think they're just supposed to be clouds it looks like yeah it was called like shibori cloud or something yeah um 
But it was too close to the color of the wall, which we kind of knew when we tried it, but was emphasized to us when we put it up. Yeah, it's a cool one, but too close in color. What we're going for. Yeah, if that wall were a different color, I think it would have been more of a contender, for sure. Yeah. And then we got a sort of like blush and gold ribbon pattern. Mm-hmm. Also cool, also not so cool for our wall color. I liked it. I was afraid it would be too pink mm. all, when all was said and done. Like you were, because it's like also the taupe, it would kind of be like you're walking into like a tunnel of flesh. Whoa. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. That's why I didn't go with it. <laughs> tunnel of flesh is like a, a whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... The caveat here is that then this week I was on Instagram and I've started following Blessed Little Bungalow, um, which is curated by a woman named Amber who lives out in California in a small space. And she was wallpapering one of her walls and she got her wallpaper from Mitchell Smith. And I was like, oh, let me check them out. And then we ordered five more wallpaper samples. Yes, that is true. So None of the two cans. No, but some with peacock feathers. Mm-hmm. So you're so mad. With your hands. <laughs> Anyways, um, so those are still coming, and we can't really make any decisions on wallpaper until we see them. But right now, the ones that are in the running are the three metallic florals. Yeah. And then we had to source some lumber for the project, and it kind of looked in that um, image on Instagram. No, on Pinterest, mm-hmm. that they used a two by four. Um, it wasn't connected to a blog post, so I don't know entirely what it was, but it was a pretty standard looking piece of wood, and they also only did one wall, so it wasn't like spliced together in any way. It was just one piece of lumber between two doorways. Right. Our situation is different in that we have like 30 feet of wall to cover. Yeah. Because I want the pattern to go all the way around. I don't want it to just be on one wall because the way there wouldn't be a wall that makes sense to pick in that hallway, I don't think. No, not really. I guess if anything, the one that the bench is on. Yeah. I think it would. But that would have been weird. Yeah. Well, I think, yes, I think it would have been fine, but a little weird if it was only the one with the bench was on. Something about it only being the front wall is like especially weird. Yeah. Yeah, because the front wall is like four inches wide next yeah. to the door. Um, so yeah, we had a few situations that we were working around. We couldn't use a two by four because the door is on one wall, like the front door of the apartment. And there's only like three quarters of an inch between the door and the wall. So I, you have to be able to open the door. You can't just like <laughs> hit a two by four when you open the door. Also, we have a closet in there that has trim on it. And the trim is only half an inch thick. And we didn't want our not chair chair rail to extend beyond the trim of the door. Correct. So basically, we had to buy a piece of lumber that was half an inch thick. And then we were deciding how tall we wanted it to be. And we still ended up going with four inches, which I think A is pretty standard. And B is like substantial enough without being too weird. Yeah, we measured it out with uh, the tape measure. We, like, gauged uh, the depth, right? Is that... Well, it would be, like, the height. 
I, didn't we see how far out it would come to? Yes, we yeah. did gauge the depth with a tape measure. Yeah. I did not eyeball half an inch by any means. <laughs> that is not my skill. Uh, yeah, we did the height, too. I was, uh, I was almost more concerned about the depth, so it was nice for me to visualize that. I remember, too, we got... Uh, didn't we get, like, blocks? So, oh, we uh, used bookmarks. Yeah. Yeah, we used... you were like, I don't really understand the difference between four and six inches, and so I, like, found these two-inch-wide bookmarks and yeah. held them up. Yeah, that helped me a lot with the height piece. I was just having trouble visualizing it, and then it became very clear to me uh, which would be the correct choice. And so I just Googled, like, half-inch by four-inch lumber and found some on Home Depot, which was really nice because I didn't know that was going to be a standard size and that was kind of going to be an issue for us, but it turns out it was. Um, they had a couple of different types of wood. I'm not particularly well versed in types of wood, so I can't say that we made an informed decision by any means, but we ended up getting poplar because it looked like nice enough, like it wasn't MDF, um, but it was cheap. So <laughs> it wasn't like mahogany <laughs> or anything. Yeah. Um, and then they came in four foot long boards. So we ended up getting nine of them, which was the 30 feet plus 10% in case we fuck up, plus <laughs> um, a few pieces that we wanted to do samples on. Because my initial thought was that we would paint the chair rail white, like the trim that's uh -huh. in the rest of the apartment. But you really liked the stain from the inspo pick. Yeah. I was. Uh... I don't know. I was pretty taken by the idea of a classic kind of dark brown, reddish stain. Jordan hates red, uh, <laughs> as, I, as I found out. But I was really taken by it, and uh, two can't stop me. So we looked into some stain options. Yeah, so I the reason also I was thinking about painting was because I knew that we weren't going to get, like, a 12-foot-long piece of lumber. Right. Um, and so we were going to have to splice some together, and then we were going to have to nail it into the wall, which would mean we would have to cover the nail hole somehow. And all that was going to be done with wood filler, which you can't stain. Or you can stain it, but it, like, turns out a slightly different color. And that's a bad vibe. Mm -hmm. But then I was talking to Dylan about this one night, and Dylan was like, oh, you should just take any, like, sanding dust or wood shavings from the wood that you're using, mix it with wood glue, and use it to fill the holes, and then it'll stay in the same color as your wood. And then my head literally exploded. Yeah. Because, like, what a pro fucking tip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've never done that before. It's definitely going to be an experience. But we ended up, because... Actually, like, this is the first time in a while we've used new product in a DIY. Like, usually when I work with wood, I'm working with something I found on the street. That's and I ended up doing a fuck ton of sanding. Um, in this case, I wasn't planning on sanding at all because we're getting these boards new. So we weren't going to end up with sawdust. But it turns out that there are these people on Etsy who will sell you sawdust of varying sizes and varying um, wood types. Mm -hmm. So we bought a bag of undisclosed size of poplar sawdust from Etsy. Yeah, the option seemed to be either too little for our project or too much. So we went with too much. Yeah, so we're going to have probably a fuck ton of 
sawdust, but that's okay, because this is definitely going to be a learning experience. Yeah. And um, we're going to try that out. Yeah. I mean, that's about all there is to say about that. I guess, like, paint would have hidden any mistakes that we made. Now our mistakes are going to be probably pretty exposed, but we're going to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we got stain samples. I looked around. I mean... We try to be as sustainable as possible in our projects, but I feel like one of the um, downfalls that we have, besides buying new materials, which we did, which is not good. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the reason I wanted new material for this is because it's going to be a hard project. Right. Like, we know it's going to be a hard project. We're going to be up there hanging. We're going to be up there leveling. We're going to be up there, like, cutting things by hand with a hacksaw. Like, we don't have a circular saw in this situation. Um, I just wanted the board to be fucking flat and straight. <laughs> and, and, like, the right size. Like, a uniform size, too. Because I don't have a planer to make these things a half inch wide. Like, there are a lot of restrictions that we're working with. So we didn't reclaim that wood. Um but I think, like, a place that's also really difficult for us is, like, paint and stain and all of these basically chemicals <laughs> that we use for color. And, like, we're huge fans of paint because it's a really great way to change the look of a space. But it is, like, these aren't sustainable projects. Um, that's just what it is. Uh-huh. We're going to be using, like, basically a sticky plastic for the wallpaper. Like, we're not claiming that this is a sustainable project at all. But we want to do the best we can in all situations. So I googled sustainable stains just to see what was out there. And I came across this product called Ecos Paint. Um, Obviously, they do paint as well. I've never used their paint. But their stain is water-based and no VOC. What's VOC? You did this last time I said VOC, too. It's volatile organic compounds. Mm. And they used to be, like, all up in paint and stain and all this stuff. And... They cause a lot of bad shit and are bad for the environment. So people are moving as close as possible to like low VOC, and you see that on paint all the time. Um, that's why paint doesn't like smell anymore. Mm. But this place is no VOC, so like none of that in there. There are a couple other paint companies like Claire Paints is no VOC. Um, so people are definitely moving in that direction. I don't know that this is like particularly individual anymore, but these are the ones I found. I also found a cool blog post about making your own stain, wow. which definitely sounds like a thing we would try to do, but didn't seem like now is the time to try to do it. How do you do it? I don't know. You told me that. I did. You were there. We like had this conversation. What? Is- so basically, it's like, you know, when you're in um, elementary school and they tell you how to like make paper look old by like putting it in coffee and stuff. Uh-huh. It's basically that sort of thing. You just like boil a bunch of stuff in water until it be- the water becomes the color that you want it to be and then you rub it on wood. What? So there are like a bunch of things people do, yeah. I do not remember you telling me this at all. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. It works? According to this blog. But like, can you imagine us? Like, we have one soup pot, just like trying to boil enough stain with like coffee grounds and tea bags and like the weeds that we find in the park to like die thirty feet worth of chair. Rail. I like the add weeds that we find in the park. I'll go out do my foraging basket. <laughs> well, if you want it to be red, you're gonna need to get something. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would definitely try it at some point if we were doing like a smaller piece of wall art or something. Um, but this just seemed like a situation in which to use a professional product because the difficulties are going to be elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair. But this place was selling stain samples uh, three for ten bucks mm-hmm. with free shipping. So we were like, well, we might as well try it. They also there were a couple other places that were doing similar products, but they didn't have the range of colors that. Ecos does. Or as cool names. <laughs> or as cool names. Um, so we ordered three. I let Donnie pick them largely because this is his vision. Mm-hmm. I chose them largely based on name. <laughs> uh, so we have Deep Smoke. We have Special Walnut, which is my favorite name. Maybe my favorite color. I don't know. And then Spice Pecan. Right. And Spice Pecan is the red one. Yes. Yeah. So... We got those. Um, Which, to clarify, is not like, like, we're not like talking fire engine red here. (laughs) No, but they, so the other useful thing that I thought, um, or that they had that I thought was useful, is a chart with all of their stains that shows you the color balance of them. So like how much brown, how much yellow, how much red. And I think that's really good when you're looking at something on screen, obviously you're not going to get like a color match between the stain and the screen. Yeah, it's pretty impossible to tell. The chart was very helpful. And so if you're looking at these things and you're like, oh, I know I have a color on my wall or I know that my wallpaper is going to like lean red and I want to pick up the red, it was very clear what you were looking at. Like, and my thought was like, I want it to be as unread as possible. So I was looking at all the ones with the zero in the red column. And Donnie was looking at all the ones with the seven in the red column. Yeah, that might be true. So we got the three. Um, They came really pretty quickly. And we just today worked on them. Yeah, we got the lumber delivered by Home Depot. They, if The product was in our local store. We ordered it from the local store, and then um, shipping was available because the order was over $100. It was, I think, it was $101.11. Wow. Um, and so the shipping was 35 of that, I think. Um or it wasn't shipping. It was, like, delivery. Someone right. came in a van. And we had asked to have it delivered, like, they offered next day, but we didn't want that because now the lumber is just sitting in our hallway. Yeah. So we had it delivered on Thursday. Um, then we got the stain samples. So today we cut six-inch pieces off of our, like, the board we liked least. <laughs> Um, because not all the boards are the same color, which is also annoying and will probably factor into our staining, but we'll see. Mm. Um, we cut six inch pieces. We stained three of them and then we did paint one of them white Mm. just to make sure that wasn't what we wanted to do. And then for the stain, we kind of did like a very simple application of, I have all these leftover, um, t-shirts from the first staining project we did like five and a half years ago. Um, And I just bought like a pack of Hanes t-shirts and Mm. then put the extra in my toolbox and have kept them this whole time, which ended up working out because we just cut one of them into four pieces. Um, We wet one of them because what I found in that first staining project, I don't do a lot of staining, so this is kind of all experimental. But in that first staining project, the stain didn't take very well. Um, 
And we found that, like, wetting the wood to open up the grain a little bit was helpful. So we rubbed the wet t-shirt. That made it sound weird. Yeah. (laughs) On our little wood samples. And then we just (laughs) dipped a piece of t-shirt in the stain, rubbed it on, Mm -hmm. let it dry for a wee bit, rubbed the excess off. Yeah. That's about it. The cutting was pretty funny because we had trying to balance it on uh, vegetable cans. (laughs) Well, I didn't want to cut into the floor. It was wagging all over, uh, which was a trip. But after that, it's pretty fine. Yeah, the stain took pretty readily, which maybe, given it the spa treatment before, really opened up its pores. It's pretty key. Yeah, the staining went really well, which actually really attracted me to the staining as an option because I was still kind of on the painting fence for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the staining went really quickly, and I can imagine that if we were doing 30 feet of board, it would go much more quickly than painting. Yeah, that's probably true. How many coats do you think we'll have to do of stain? I think just one time around? I liked the one time around, but Dylan pointed out that for the lighter boards, we might need to do two to get a color match. So it's really going to be um, experimental, I think. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you all see the shadows, see some of the combos we're thinking of. Yeah, we then held our lumber samples up to the wallpaper samples to see what went best. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, there were moments where I did not hate the red. Hashtag Dime's Core Corner. It made Hashtag me feel a little... Hashtag can't stop me. <laughs> wow. That's so much. <laughs> it, ma- it makes me a little afraid. I think. <laughs> <laughs> the red. Mm-hmm. In the same way that the white wallpaper makes me a little afraid. Mm. But I know we've done a lot of things that you've been afraid of and they turned out okay. So I'm trying to keep an open mind. <laughs> um, just because I think like my gut reaction to those things is to not like them because I don't like them. But then... That's not really fair, I don't think, because, like, white has its place, maybe red has its place. We're doing really important work here at Apartment 26. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I guess my fear about white specifically is that, like, we painted this whole apartment to get rid of the white, and, like, is reintroducing white going to make it more boring? I mean, it's it's white with, like, shiny gold flower designs running through it. It's not like we're pasting up pieces of, like, white out. <laughs> <laughs> right, but we could have, like, charcoal with shiny gold flowers on it or, like, navy with shiny gold flowers on it. Like, I see your vision. Oh, I just slapped you. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting sorry. wild over here. Um, just try to introduce the color you like. Um, yeah I guess I just feel it like we are not subtle in our in our aesthetic it's true and do I want and do we want to introduce something that's more of a calming influence when we did all of these things to like not do that (laughs) yeah but I don't know we gotta we gotta keep our minds open yeah good thing we have five more wallpaper samples coming (laughs) none of which are particularly subtle no, I'd say they're a little more adventurous than some of what we got besides the, uh, like, heavy graphic stuff. Yeah. Like, graphic floral, moody floral. Uh, I do like the blue one a lot, too. 
the blue flower one we have right now. I will say that I was most a fan of the red stain with the navy because it reminds me of boats and I really like boats. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, so I think that that would be the most likely scenario in which I go the red stain direction, but we also haven't seen the other. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to look cool with the uh, peacock design mm. that's coming, too. Which also has a lot of blues in it. Yeah, that's what. That's why I think it might. I think it might look kind of like retro in a fun way with that mm. like brighter red wood with that blue and green peacock. Yeah, got good stuff coming up, y'all. I feel like we're going to get a lot of feedback that's like, guys, that stain is brown. <laughs> Also. Yeah, I feel <laughs> I feel pretty strong that the stain is pretty brown. For the record, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so red. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm over here driving around like Speed McQueen from uh, Jordan's point of view. <laughs> when really it's like a pretty fucking brown piece of wood. But <laughs> well, we'll we'll put it in the show notes and we'll see what people have to say. But more to come on this. Project. I don't. It's not a project that we're executing soon. Yeah. Because we're waiting on a lot of shipping. Yeah, and then we have a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment Twenty Six. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below, and follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.